0: <laughs> okay for sure you know uh I'm just kidding. sorry i don't know okay.
1: but i found something else do you want to know is it okay to have an energy drink hey Say google yes. uh. <laughs> oh What's, is, yeah they're funny, funny. how can i help
0: bitch ain't nobody talking to you
1: bitch, for real. you
2: she like that's so weird turn off
0: do you have the That's Google sorry. Home Mini? Power control is
1: not supported
0: yet. Unplug her. Let me just, just unplug yeah. <laughs> unplug that bitch. She's, <laughs> she's dead. Please, a break. <laughs> You're going to die, Google. <laughs> yeah. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Next out Podcast. This is your host, Usaka. I am joined by... One of my dearest oh my friends, God. old, old, old friend. We go way oh back. God. I'm talking like quinceañera. <laughs> like these are old, old timey, right? But she's a great friend of mine. I've known her forever, you know, back to high school. So I wanted to bring her on the podcast because, you know, she'd be tweeting some stuff and I'm like, okay, Angie, <laughs> I like to pick your brain. I like to pick your brain, but... We have on the podcast today my good friend Angie. What's good, Angie? How are you doing? Good,
2: doing good, doing good, chilling, chilling. I'm a little. Let me shake it off. Let me shake it
0: off. Now you good. You can shake it off. Shake it (laughs) off. Get get all the rust out. Trust me. Like I like I tell everybody, when it's your first time here, it's literally just the first two minutes that you're nervous, and then Mm. after that, you're just smooth sailing. So. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll be fine. You'll do great. It's
2: good because you can edit stuff out, you know, in case I say hello to you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so that's the power of post is we get to edit all this stuff out and nobody knows about it. But uh, but yeah, so Angie, let's start with how we actually met. Now, I don't have great memories, right? I feel you have a better memory than I do. So why don't you tell our listeners, our million listeners, on the podcast we yeah <laughs> so how, the word how we was actually met.
2: <laughs> the word on the street was it was this guy i was doing hella quinceañeras no um i we met through my cousin i think it was my cousin's quinceañera
0: mm-hmm.
2: um so i was still 14 then how you were already 15
0: i yeah because Damn, i was 14 you're you were <gasps> wow. born in december and i'm born in august we're, we're the same year but you're yeah you're younger than me it's been. You had not turned fifteen yet.
2: That's wild. I've known you even more. Wow!
0: I just did the mm-hmm. math right
2: now. Um, yeah, so we met there, and then we did another quinceanera together, and then another mm-hmm. one, <laughs> and, and then it high just school. I was there from the beginning with Leslie. No,
0: that is either. true. For those of you who um, know uh-huh. the history of me and my girlfriend, Angie is like the pastor was like the ordained minister to oversee literally from the very Facts. beginning Facts. from the very beginning so she's one of the few people that i still talk to that was there when she saw this infinite love start to blossom when,
2: and i just want to say helden i say helden i don't call you this week, yeah no it's okay um helden's been a simp his whole life I think oh my god ever be a simp <laughs> You I have know so what many stories. It's so oh my
0: God. Don't even start. Well, you can start. You can say some of them.
2: Wait, oh. can I just say that? Can I say the cup of noodle one? I don't know if you oh. remember. But I think I
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could say that one. You could say that one.
2: Where this is when my mom would drop me off at your house and you would give me rights to school.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: then you're like, oh, because I think Leslie would get there kind of late. She would get there like right before the bell would ring.
1: Mm-hmm. you are like, let
2: me take her little soup or whatever. And you were just gonna like take the water in a water bottle and i'm like bro the water's gonna be cold by the time she gets there and everything i'm like so i just i wish i would have let it play out to see how that would (laughs) have happened you're like
1: right that's right
0: i I don't know
2: i'm never gonna forget that
0: i would (laughs) have figured it out like two years in because i feel like you would have pointed it out and then leslie would have been like why don't you just it's your water's gonna get
1: cold
0: i'm like (laughs) okay oh you're right
2: but I thought it was so cute. Uh, I love it. That's that you was one thing.
0: It. I I always also did the um the little uh bacon. This was like when Leslie still used to eat meat, um, yeah. like a bacon grilled and cheese sandwich with a fucking coke. Almost oh. ev- not every morning, but like at least oh yeah, twice the or three times a the week. The cokes. Uh, the cokes. They're <laughs> the still cokes. here. They're still here. Is it here. still a
1: thing?
2: It's still a thing.
1: She's
0: so cute. <laughs> it's still a thing.
2: Wait,
0: she's she's vegan now. She's vegetarian-ish kind of we're both vegetarian i'm more a pescatarian now so i eat fish mm-hmm. But leslie yeah because you fish.
2: you went back i went, you went back. back that one
0: time <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't not have fish out there so i just caved <laughs> i was it like fucking, whatever itty it but mm-hmm. i went almost a year now i will make a confession actually and you're mm-hmm. actually the first person to hear this because and leslie but I have actually had meat within oh. the last year. Oh. I had it three times.
2: <gasps> Hell do you?
0: I'm was being honest. It, what was
2: it? What was it worth
1: it?
0: It was worth it every single time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first one, the first one, Um, I I was getting home from work. Mm. I was tired. I didn't feel like cooking. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to stop by pick out Little Caesars and so i was kind of being anal at little caesars i was being like kind of extra with my order and so i was like hey can i get the uh because they used to do the half pizza and the half uh like uh garlic breadsticks or whatever and mm-hmm. they would do like a stuffed crust or some shit like that and so i was just being extra with my order and they're like hey yeah we can't do that so like you just got to pick something and then i told them hey can you guys do a cheese pizza and they're like Yeah, no, we can't do that. And I'm like, (laughs) it's just a pepperoni pizza without pepperoni. And now they were dead serious. And so I was like, Jesus, okay, whatever. Just give me the fucking pepperoni and I'll pick out the pepperoni from the pizza. Yeah. So I get home and I open the box and I'm like, okay, let's start to pick out the pepperoni. (laughs) The pepperoni is obviously (laughs) stuck to the cheese. So it it was started peeling off the cheese from the actual pizza. And so I looked at that and I was like, well, I'm in a pickle now. And so I just kind of I just swallowed my pride and I just ate the pizza with pepperoni. That was the first one. You didn't
2: say one okay. slice, you didn't say one thing.
0: I ate all that my shit, mom. bro.
2: My mom says si vas a pecar, bien. So we're gonna send her right
0: like I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And so that was the first time. The second time, um, uh, I think it was for Valentine's Day. Uh Leslie brought me um the hat from Pas- from Pasadena chili cheese fries have you heard of it
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: okay so that and obviously chili cheese fries has meat um so that was the second time oh. and then like two days ago i wanted <laughs> i wanted two days to-
1: ago <laughs> yeah it was
0: two days ago and two days ago <laughs> i wanted to get the cuz pizza hut was uh had the uh, like impossible meat <laughs> Uh-huh. And so I called them and I was like, Hey, can I please an order for the impossible meat? And they're like, well, we don't, okay. uh, We discontinued. And I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? And so they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't serve it anymore. So I went, fuck. And I was dead set on eating a pizza. So what did Heldon do? Heldon went to, he went to the dark depths of temptation again, opened up Pandora's box. And I went to Little Caesars and I got another <laughs> pepperoni pizza. Nah, Bro, I
2: was like, oh,
0: you and then ju- you couldn't just get a cheese pizza.
2: there.
0: I couldn't. No, they wouldn't make it for me. And and then uh, Leslie was like, are you turning into a carnivore? And I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just no, I'm not. So, But but I will give myself credit. When I stopped eating meat, I did a cold uh-huh. turkey. So there was no mm. like easing into mm, no
2: saying goodbye.
0: Uh, hey 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 when well, yeah. uno tiene hambre
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> ni modo right no I feel
2: because no. I've done it I've done like the whole like I'll stop eating like red meat or like chicken and stuff like that mm. but I'm um, I'm the time the opposite where I'm like no I need mean, like, my goodbye like if, like if there's a time where I stop eating cheese for a little bit I'm like no I have to have the kitchen's macaroni and cheese before I stop like oh because God. then it's just gonna be like in my head <laughs> so I'm the opposite
0: I so, feel like everybody is like to that. Shout out to you
2: because I can't, I can't do a like
0: that. Uh, I think I could be better about it, but whatever. That's so. So basically, I'm like a fake vegetarian. I still, I still try to like not eat.
2: You confessed living. on a Sunday. Go say. I did confess room. on Sunday, so I can <laughs>
0: repent, and God is yeah. going to forgive me. So I have a clean. That's great about being Catholic. You just gotta say <laughs> sorry to Jesus, and you straight. Are you Catholic? I am, but I'm barely Catholic. I don't. I haven't gone to church in a long time. I've actually been to more Christian churches than yeah, Catholic I thought, I churches. Yeah,
2: I kind of assumed. I kind of assumed you were Christian. Yeah. Interesting. No, Interesting.
0: It's just you know what? I'm gonna be honest. And I know we're kind of getting off topic here. We'll get back to like our friendship yeah. and whatnot. But yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like Catholic churches—they just—they don't appeal to young adults. They're just no. too. They're just too old school. Um, yeah, and, and obviously if you're whether you're religious or not you know that that's mm-hmm. w- whatever you know everyone has their preference and beliefs but when i went to uh rla with uh with germs and Beast and larry mm-hmm. um that shit was dope that's like, a christian I, church right? that's a christian church yeah sorry yeah. that's a christian church and mm-hmm. so when i went i was like is this like the right way to do church because I feel like I've been going to the it, wrong church.
2: It's like a new age, dude. It's, that's what I love about it. Because it's like a lot. There are a lot more, I want to say, like accepting. It's not yeah. like back in the day where. And it's even when the, like the pastors are younger. And I feel like they can, they're more relatable. Yeah. And I feel like. I think that's what kind of like drew me to it again.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. what Which churches do you go to?
2: Well, I was going to Zoe Church. Um, mm-hmm. They're like toward Hollywood. Um, but they just had opened a new one here by esta escuela la que está aquí um, Miguel Contreras oh
1: so okay was,
2: like, oh in downtown location yeah like it was like their east side location but then the mm-hmm. whole pandemic happened yeah um so they're doing like the online thing but I do like watching um Elevation Church online
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh okay
2: <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah and
0: look yeah and, and see that's the thing um I think Catholicism is just in general, they're just a very old school way of thinking. They, I mean, if your point, if the goal of your church is to bring people into your church, uh Catholicism is doing it the wrong way. Or maybe it like,
2: like, depends on the church. That's the thing. Because I've yeah. gone to other like Christian churches and I was like, mm, it, it didn't like speak to me, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I tried another one and then, um but I would, I mean, I feel like I identify more as Christian, but. Mm-hmm. I want to say like more spiritual. Yeah. Overall. You yeah. Because I like things about Buddhism. I like things about different things. You know
0: what I mean? So you're like yeah. multi religious.
2: Mm, in a sense. Just, in a sense. I just say I'm spiritual. Okay. I mean? Okay. That's right But good. I go to a Christian
0: church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think um, you know, that's one of the things that again, going back to what you said, what drew me to the to a Christian church was mm-hmm. that they're just relatable. You know, they're not, they don't hide who they are. Like I yeah. knew some people that went to church that, and even some, some of the speakers there that would drink, you know, and mm-hmm. like, and they had mm-hmm. tattoos and it was cool. Like, yeah, they didn't, yeah. they didn't look down on you or judge you as opposed to if you were to go to like a Catholic church where it's predominantly like traditional Hispanics, older Hispanics, mm-hmm. they like to them, that's looked at as a sin and yeah, you know, whatever, say what you want about that kind of stuff. But I don't, that, I don't think that makes somebody bad you know or oh, yeah unex, or, or undeserving of god's love you know if we're even going to get into it but yeah
2: it's, it's kind of decent, like you know if, if like there was a story saying um because you know a lot of people are like oh i gotta dress up to go to church blah blah, blah. you have to wear like your your, your church clothes um, but it's <laughs> like god god isn't like you can go and step past and like god isn't gonna judge you
0: like that's that's, fact. mm-hmm. That's facts. That's facts. But okay, it. let's let's not make this a okay, we'll podcast. Sorry. Because, you, 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 you. you know, we just we just <laughs> want to get it out there, just speak yeah, okay. our thoughts. But so let's go back to what the hell is going on with my phone? Sorry. So let's go back to our relationship, right? So we met I think during high school, but we had not known each other until we met in yeah. the quinceañeras. right? Yeah. And then after that is when, you know. I, I came out in year 15 and then we became friends and then that's when I met Leslie and then the infamous lap dance that happened
2: oh my god
0: I forgot about that I remembered it that's <laughs> Wait, aco- according to urban legend that's when I stole Leslie's heart this is when who's
1: I did that was
2: that with that
0: that was in the limo? it wasn't oh. the limo in the limo I think that was yours
2: in the limo, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think so. It Good was times. yours. I
2: forgot about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I always remember, I was like, and Leslie, like, she fucks around. She's like, "Hey, when are you gonna back that her. ass up on me? Give me a <laughs> dance." And I'm like, "Girl,
1: girl, remember when?
0: <laughs> girl, remember when I stole your heart?" But so yeah. So then we get into high school, and then we're like, we're hanging out at the same table mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's around the time where me and Leslie, you know start to get to know each other and we start to like each other and then we start dating mm-hmm. and then literally from there it's like that's the rest just is history the rest is history <laughs> so yeah. so angie was there for all of that for all i feel like you were kind of like a low-key um not not like a matchmaker but
2: we were best friends like never i mean like we haven't seen each other in so long but at that point we were like best friends like that was yeah that was a
0: homegirl you know I mean? that was homegirl homegirl so
2: I was so, hearing both sides. I was
0: hearing both sides. <laughs> it, yeah, there you go. There you go. So you were on yeah. both sides. You obviously you weren't like, you know, leaning yeah. either way. But you were just like, oh, Heldon likes Leslie. Leslie likes Heldon. I
1: was rooting for y'all. You guys should. <laughs> you guys should kiss.
0: And we and did. Hope- <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but so yeah,
0: so that was that was an interesting time in high school. And obviously, since then, we've been friends. Obviously, you know, after high school you don't see people as often just cause you know, life oh, yeah. happens and it's not life because happens. yeah, it's not because anybody ch- chooses not to see people. It's just, we grow like, up, we, we have bills to we pay. We all have busy lives. Yeah. We all have busy lives and we don't, yeah. you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen, but every once in a while, like, you know, we run into each other or we decide yeah. to meet up and stuff. So it's cool, but it's always, it's always fun to like, you know, speak to an old friend and kind of look back to see how far we've come. And, you know, we're grown now. We're we're almost in our thirties. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm excited. Are you really? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, I'm let's so get excited. let's get into let's get into the the um, the con well it's not a concept because it's a real life thing, yeah. but everyone is so scared of aging. What are you what are I'm your not. what are your thoughts about aging? Tell me why you're not scared of aging.
2: I love it. I mean, I feel like you get wiser as you get older
0: like if Mm -hmm.
2: you know you're not the same person you were two years ago imagine like like sometimes you talk to your parents or your grandparents or whatever and it's like they've gone through so much like they learned so much from what they've gone through and it's just like I feel like I'm just excited to kind of have my own family kind of pass those things down and just I don't know I'm excited for life I want to say like I have a lot of I don't want to say plans because you know they say like you you plan and God laughs but it's like I have a lot of things I want to like accomplish. Mm-hmm.
1: but like
2: I'm like sometimes I feel impatient. I'm, like come on, like I want to be like 32. I'm, like what are... I'm very excited for 32. I don't know why. That really? Always sticks out to me. Yeah, I don't know why.
0: Huh. Yeah. Isn't that magic?
2: But, yeah. Johnson what about you? Number?
0: It's Magic mm-hmm. Johnson's number. It might mm-hmm. be a magical year. But what? So but what are your what are your plans? Like what do you what are some of the big plans that you're impatient about? If you oh, if you. you can talk about them. No,
2: they're all together. in here. They're just I
0: don't oh know, there's really? a lot. Yeah. Okay. I
2: just, you know, you know, like, have you ever made a vision board?
0: No, I should. I've heard that it's important to,
1: to I be able
0: mentioned. to visually see your goals. I've never done it, but yeah, I've heard I'm a that. visual
2: person, okay. and just yeah, I feel like it might. It's. I mean, what like nothing bad's gonna come out of it. Mm-hmm. If anything good, you know. How yeah, do you yeah, feel yeah. about
0: aging? I'm honestly. There are some days where I wish I was younger, not because of, um, I I would say sometimes I wish I was younger because the older you get, your body just kind of falls apart (laughs) and not on purpose. It's just, it's just just a natural part of aging. Like if like right now I'm 28 and if, if I were to go play, you know, soccer for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. I would be sore for the next four fucking days. Like eight years ago, I wouldn't be sore. I'd be able to go and play and play and play and I would be just fine. So that's one of the things that I don't like about it. But at the same time, I kind of do like it because it forces you to be more mindful of your body. And that's something that I wish as somebody, as a younger person, like in my early 20s, I wish I was more mindful of taking care of my body and giving a shit about, what the fuck i eat what
2: you're putting I, into it yeah exactly
0: exactly and that's just not just phys like phys, like physical but, but mentally too emotionally yep. and i think that's one of the benefits of aging is you start to realize obviously some people mature at a much younger age and they realize mm. these things but i feel like for the most part people don't really start to realize how important mental health and physical health and emotional health is until they get to you know late 20s early 30s (laughs) so i'm so i'm okay with aging because i'm much more knowledgeable now like you said Mm -hmm. the wisdom is what comes with aging and the only thing that frightens me about aging is that i'm gonna die before i get to do everything i want to do that's the only thing that scares me i'm fine what do you mean mean by that so like i don't i don't want to be 35 Mm -hmm. and like you know god forbid obviously knock on wood that something tragic happens and i fucking die
1: yeah
0: and that's it and i only got to Mm -hmm. 35 you know so that's the only thing i'm really scared about um and that's and that might not even be related to like aging so yeah
2: because i feel like you're more worried about dying like prematurely
0: in this. yeah yeah okay okay but um but yeah it's cool because like because you feel a sense of responsibility you I think you gain it a... It is certain... stressful.
2: It's not all good. Oh, yeah. Obviously. It is kind of stressful.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to pay stressful. bills. Like,
2: but yeah. if
0: I had known it was this bad, I would I didn't
2: sign like, up for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? What's a mortgage? What's a fucking <laughs> rent? What are these utilities I got to pay? You know, but, but it's a part of life. And, like, you know, it's like, I think when we're young, we're very much more... Fr- we're very free-spirited. We're okay yeah. with being reckless. And it's fun, you know, whatever. Everyone kind of yeah. goes through that phase. But then you really start to appreciate life, I think, more once you get older, because then you realize, like, one thing you realize is as you're getting older, your parents are getting older.
1: Dude, and then that's good. like, oh, wow, like my parents. <laughs> See are, that, yeah.
0: You know, that's what uh, kind of hurts. So, like, you know, what, what's what's your relationship like now with your parent, with your mom, um, that's- and your siblings? Now that you're older, like, do you try to spend more time with them? Is it a lot more meaningful now?
2: well yeah more with my mom and my dad i want to say um i don't know if you knew, yeah well okay well my mom's like that's my best friend that's my homegirl
1: mm-hmm.
2: um and i feel like she kind of feels it more it's like you know when they say oh you grow up and like you only want to spend time with your friends blah blah, blah. and i feel like she definitely feels it a lot more now mm-hmm. she would probably hear me this is awkward <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i could, i think i've talk to her, like I have a planner, you know, whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like I definitely have to set aside time, like specifically for her, because I'm like, damn, these are these are valuable moments that one day I'm gonna be like, I really didn't want to go shopping with her or go here and here with her. Like it was one morning or blah blah blah. And it's like I'm definitely like you said I'm definitely a lot more mindful about it. Mm -hmm. And then with my dad, I feel that was definitely a bigger part because we didn't really grow up together. Mm -hmm. Um so I made it a big, um, a big goal of mine to kind of have a better relationship with him, and that's gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think when I was younger, I was like, oh, I was like so anti, just kind of doing my own thing, yeah, and not worrying about that. But now it's like, you know what? What the hell? Like that's lost time. Like, like you said, no. they're getting older. Who knows what's gonna happen, no. and. And if they have, like, health issues, like, my dad or whatever, um, I know he was going through something. I'm like, what if tomorrow I get a call? And I, I could have been like, why didn't you call him? Or why didn't you blah, blah, blah? So yeah. I feel like I had to, I think I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm, like, hella open on Twitter. I'm, I'm an open book dude. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm very transparent. Um, and so with him, I, like, I really, like, let go of my ego. And just, I'm, like, I'm not going to wait around for him to, to reach out to me and I was the one to reach out to him and look at us now and it's like I don't regret it a single bit.
1: Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? It's funny you mentioned yeah. that because like a couple episodes like I think sometime last year we did an episode on toxic masculinity. And there was this yes, one. topic that was specifically, a good one. And we need to revisit that. We need to revisit mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but obviously we're in a we're in a panini right now. And um in the panorama. In the panorama. <laughs> I love using them. I love her <laughs> man. Too. Like this is so fun! Like everything great, everything great that ends up on Instagram starts on Twitter first.
2: Yeah, we like like to say we left about it two weeks ago. Bro.
0: Exactly, exactly. I love it. But, <laughs> I um, loved it. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> one of the things we mentioned as guys, like me specifically, I feel like one of the one of the things that's very toxic about a traditional masculine mindset is that you know you don't have emotions or you're not supposed to express yourself. And then one of those things, like, one of those, like, undertones is, you know, spending time with your family and being open with them. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I started to realize. I always had a good relationship with my parents. Mm -hmm. But I think because I still lived with them for for a long time, I don't really take the time to, like, sit down and talk to them. You know, ask them about, hey, like, why did you come here? When did you get here? What were your experiences when you got here? And it wasn't until I actually moved out, which was not that long ago, it was like two years ago, that I, you know, I when I went back home to visit my parents, I intentionally, you know, spoke to them about or I picked their brains about certain things and asked them about family members and, and all that stuff. And then, you know, you just start to appreciate a lot more like, hey, you forget that your parents had a life before you were around yeah, were relationships and friendships that they let go, you know, especially immigrant parents, mm-hmm. they leave that behind and they come. So you're dumb ass can have a better life. And <laughs> it's like, you need to at least, you know, acknowledge that there's that they're here and give them some yeah. of your time, the way they've sacrificed so much for you. So, you know, like the toxic masculinity thing we need to revisit again, but I was just remembering that, you know, that you brought that up about mm-hmm. like, just in general, how at least males in a traditional sense are so like you're kind of guarded pressured to, yeah you're pressured to be like hard and tough and yeah and not show emotion especially like with your parents and i just don't think that's a way to do it
2: and it's just that because it's uh it's just so many generations because you look at them or you look at your parents and you're like well at least me but uh, i look at them it's like you are that way because of what happened to you and then it's just you keep going back and like something happens to your grandparents and not like it doesn't have to be negative you know not everyone has like something traumatizing that happened but it's just the role that they had to play in their in their family they, like it takes a big part of why they acted a certain way and why they like I told you like why they had to be guarded with their emotions because if mm-hmm. some of them had to put on just, like a strong face to maybe like for example like my mom she was one of the older ones and so i feel like she had to be um kind of one of the providers and just be there helping her mom all the time and it's like so that her younger sisters and younger brothers could accomplish other things Mm -hmm. and it's like you realize just
1: why they are the way they are i don't know know
0: i feel like sometimes we we kind of look at our parents and you know we look at their attitudes and and their personality traits and we're just like, why are you the way that you are? Like, And and sometimes it comes off like silly, like they're childish mm. sometimes. But then like, you know, when you start to like, like you said, you said that your mom, you know, grew up being the older one and having to almost be a caretaker that obviously yeah. influenced the way she acts now. You know, mm. that kind of relates to anybody's parents. You know, they're, yeah. the way they act now is because they've been molded to act that yeah. way or to have those thoughts you know? So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I wanted to ask you like, obviously you, you said you have a very close relationship with your mom and, um, how, how has that relationship, uh, changed, you know, either good or bad over time as you've gotten older?
2: I think since now I'm like, shifting gears especially since i'm shifting gears with the whole career thing i feel like she has a lot more input Mm -hmm. and more critique um i mean she always supports me no matter what Mm -hmm. but i feel like i've gotten to the point where i have to acknowledge what why she's saying what she's saying but also kind of stand my ground and just being like no i know that i want to do this or why why i want to do it this way Mm -hmm. and it's been a lot of compromise between us like you know i'm into astrology i'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. i'm very alert and you know mm-hmm. she's a Virgo, so she's very critical she's like she likes to critique not critique but she's she's a very detailed person
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and i like to say sorry this Virgos out there they're gonna like come at me I'm
0: but a Virgo. <laughs> so I'm you are
1: listen. you
2: are oh, so go
0: ahead let's see what you gotta say
2: i completely forgot to <laughs> uh,
0: let's see what you, see like what you gotta
1: say
2: so okay mm. for this, just an example if when we're cleaning the house or whatever if it's my uncle or i we're, we're cleaning the restroom or we're doing whatever if it's not the way that she wants it it's not right but just because mm. it's not how she like it's gonna get done it's just not the way that she wants it mm. you know what i mean
1: okay. and i
2: just feel like it's been a lot of like Mother, like, listen, it's gonna get done. It's just not gonna, it's just not how you're envisioning it for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just, it's a lot of usa, bro. A lot of usa. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, she's growing in Like, in the beginning, she was more, damn, it was awkward because she could probably hear me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I don't know. yes I forgot
1: what I was saying. <laughs>
0: it's okay well basically so your mom is very like detail oriented and and, you know i i relate to that so there's just been a lot of
2: compromise as we're getting older
0: yeah yeah but see that's good because she acknowledges that hey you know what i can't i can't decide these things for her anymore Mm -hmm. like it's not like when you're a kid and your parent gets to decide whether you know you get vaccinated or you you don't whether you buy a certain, whether you get a certain pair of shoes or you don't, whether you go to summer yeah. school or you don't, you exactly. know. And I think as an adult, once they see that you start, you start getting older, they're like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't force them to do these things anymore." It's like,
2: like it's like when you're teaching them how to teaching a kid how to walk. It's like you want to like help them, but it's like no, you gotta let them make their own mistakes. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and it's, you have to. It, let it them kind of feels rest. like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna get back up. You know, like you have to have enough faith and trust that you kind of like raise them right and just to make the right
1: decisions and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah
2: that's
0: beautiful that's i love you how about man? you i miss her it's oh, been a while I miss, since
2: your I... Mom. I miss your parents i miss
0: your oh, dad man. oh my dad my <laughs> dad's still <laughs> the same 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 dad as ever hasn't changed one bit Hasn't changed one oh.
1: bit. <laughs> but, um, i miss
0: his voice oh i saw him today it's fun it's that? fun it's fun hanging out with my dad now because He's just a lot more chill now. I think when, what do
2: you think's changed?
0: I think he's just like he's been more accepting of the fact that I'm old mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> yeah, like he doesn't really worry about me too much, mm-hmm. which is weird. contrary like you would think that because I don't live under his like care or whatnot, that mm-hmm. he would be more stressed. But I think for the most part, I've done my best to not give my parents headaches. Mm-hmm. And I like, think you've
2: done a good job.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think so. I try to not give them headaches and I try to not give them any reason to not trust me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously when I left the house, you know, they were they were sad because, you know, I'm I'm, I'm their son or whatever, you know, and a son or whatever. And oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> on their son so of course they're going to be sad but i think they also realize you know Heldon is a responsible person and you know he'll be fine and so that's one of the things that i think now my dad is very just like you know obviously he tells me like yeah i miss you i feel like calling you sometimes and i'll tell him mm-hmm. like dude call me like i might not be able to answer right away but i'll call you back mm-hmm. but he's like no nah, it's all good bro he's just i no. know you'll come around so he's he's very like he's much more relaxed now and yeah. I think that's what's made my relationship with my dad even better because now when I get to the house, like we shoot the shit. Like we talk about- It just- makes
2: you appreciate them more and just you want to catch up. And that's what I yeah. tell this, this woman that um, I feel like because I still still live at home, you know, it's it's hot out here, dude, the rent. Ooh. Hmm. Anyways, um, but I feel like once I move out, our relationship, I like, I want to see what our relationship is going to be like then because I tell her, I was like, sometimes- I like I can't miss you too much because you're mm-hmm. always here and like I always come home we always have conversations like our little debates and all that and and I love that but I feel like once I move out, like I kind of prepare her in a way like like I'm not gonna call every day it's not gonna be every day because she I have two older brothers right
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so one of them is she is constantly talking to him and the other one is a kind of opposite where he likes his space. He has his own family. He's doing his thing. And and I'm more like him where I, I don't talk to him for weeks, but when I do talk to him, we're on the phone for like four hours, you know, catching oh, wow. up. Mm-hmm. And so with the other brother, it's like more like a few times a week that she's talking to him and it's like, Oh, how are you doing today? Here and there, blah, blah, blah. I'm the, the other way. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I tell her, I was like, just today we were in the car and she was calling my brother and, I was like, mom I was like, do you talk to him every day? Like because she was talking to his girlfriend. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, like I'm just, you know, like just trying to kind of play it, play it down. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, why? Is that bad? I was like, I don't know, I like, personally, she's personally, that. that's like, like, I don't know, it's a little bit too much for me, but hey, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, especially coming from the girlfriend's point of view, because like, how does the girlfriend see it? Like, you're talking to mom that much, like. some people see it as a good thing some people see it as a bad thing but
1: yeah
0: do you feel like your mom is gonna be how long do you think it'll take her to adjust to not being able to talk to you every day because you guys are you guys are extremely close like as close as you can be the
2: thing is i'm the last little bird in the house you know what i mean so my
0: brothers have
2: told me they've told me they're like we had it easy like one left and then the other one left and then they're like it's gonna be hard for her because but yeah don't get me wrong i have thought about like if i do get a house like i have thought about like kind of like including her in there because she is closer to their like um age of retirement mm-hmm. so it's like that's my mom like i don't know yeah. and she's she's always said like well oh, i'll be the babysitter or i'll take care of kids and all that uh-huh. like <laughs> like if i could live in a dream world i would have a bomb ass house and like the back like a, a house next door or a duplex started, but something where like she's close by
0: mm-hmm. like i wouldn't
2: just want to leave her hanging you know what i
0: mean yeah no of course and that's like yeah i feel like all, all kids at least all hispanic kids that grow up with you know with immigrant parents we have mm-hmm. that same thing Like we want to be able to have a house for first of all ourselves and then our parents and then
1: yeah
0: take care of our parents financially so they never have to worry about finances again but also have them be like close by you know some yeah. some people are close very but much
2: space close, close but, space. <laughs> but space that's what i was
0: about to say close <laughs> but some space yeah, like yeah. having them live in the same house like it share a room with them ah i yeah, love you mom yeah. and dad but uh yeah. no 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 like same neighborhood you know
2: maybe a little like a block away
0: <laughs> yeah like down <laughs> the street yeah yeah no no i hear you i hear you 100 um okay so you know i wanted to ask you i don't know if you've you know you've made these plans public but what are your plans for moving out is it soon are you like scheming behind the scenes or are you still like no, my busting a hell yeah are you going to like just <laughs> pop out and over like hey guys i own a, a small island
2: <laughs> no i mean especially right now i feel like i c- you can't really plan right now in this whole mm-hmm. you know panini um yeah this whole panini no, I I feel like quien of I mean, I'm, I definitely like want to save up. It's a mm-hmm. thing like oh, It's like it sucks cuz like you have a chunk of savings. This is why I say like you plan and God loves. But mm-hmm. like the whole thing like it wasn't going to be like, "Well, I'm going to nail school and here's the money I have saved up for it cuz I had planned for it." It wasn't mm-hmm. like that. It was more life happened and I'm like, "Hey, I have this time. Life is pushing me towards trying to like kind of focus on something else right now and Mm -hmm. the savings that i did have like a chunk of it did go to that so it's like i feel like i have to like start all over again with that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it sucks um but i feel like i in the i want to say like in to give myself a deadline not a deadline but a goal maybe like in the next three years okay just because i i don't know if i want to go into renting or like just owning Mm -hmm. a home buy a house you know what i mean i know and that's the thing i feel like it just makes more sense of family because i also do live with my uncle and it's always been us
0: and And see in your case um it would be easier actually if you guys went that route because now you have multiple sources of income obviously you said your mom is going to get ready for retirement so Mm -hmm. you know obviously you don't want to take you don't want her to be putting her her retirement (laughs) into the house you know for her to retire in but, exactly. you know, with even having, and this is what I would say to anybody, like, you know, if you're trying to buy a property in L.A., yeah. uh, I suggest you find somebody who's... That's the
2: thing, to, though.
0: You know, Would you, you, you ever move your out of income. state? I always say I, yes.
2: I don't know how I feel about
0: it. Look, here, here's the thing. Um, I would only move out of state if... My parents go back home to El Salvador mm. or they die. Hopefully no time soon, right? That's yeah. the only way I would be willing to move out of state. And as much mm. as I like to talk shit about LA and how traffic sucks mm. and it's expensive as fuck here. It's just, I have an emotional attachment to LA and I'm just, I'm sure the same wow. way. You know, it's just like, this is, I've grown up I, here my whole life.
2: I don't know. I feel like I, i'm i'm with you i agree but like as i get older i'm like i don't know i can't really see myself leaving california
1: really? i don't know
2: where but i i don't think i would be here forever
1: like Dude, i heart- want
2: uh-huh. big goal big goal have like an apartment where i can rent it out here like if i want to come visit you know what i mean yeah but they can make it but i don't think so
0: See, I think it depends. It depends. It's a case by case situation, right? In my case, it's difficult because all the things that I'm doing with like the podcast, with my career, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is yeah. so
0: deeply rooted in yeah. LA. So yeah. it would be hard for me to just pack up and leave. But for somebody else that, you know, has no real like Nothing financial tying obligations down. tying mm-hmm. you down to this to LA or any city, yeah. that gets a little easier you know it's a little easier the one thing that would stop me actually is or that wouldn't stop me is if i could grab all my friends all my family and take them (laughs) them with me you'll make more
2: friends you'll make more friends
0: yeah but you can't replace people like Juan cheese you can't replace people like they'll uh,
1: always be there
0: yeah but it's just it's even further now and and granted Juan cheese is not in la right now
2: exactly exactly so but that just makes like, it harder no, if I want no, to see no, no, no.
1: <laughs> them. And then like you just I'm gonna miss point.
0: Alan and Jessica. Ah. And then it's like, yeah, where well, I can't take these people with me, man.
1: Oh ah, my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just too emotionally <laughs> attached to my friends. I'm I'm the type of person that you know you've known me my pretty much me my whole too, life. But, uh, I just love I just love spending time with my friends. And like for yeah, me, the pandemic sucked ass because of that. That was the worst thing, is that I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't sit down with them and like
1: Agree.
0: talk to them and be intimate, like have an intimate conversation yeah. with them, and that was the like worst. Like even this, part. this
2: is kind of weird. Like I wish we were just like hanging out, just exactly. You know I mean?
0: And I mean, like, and 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 truth be told, when we started, um, when we were doing the podcast, mm-hmm. um, we obviously we started it during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we we never wanted to do Zoom podcasts yeah it's just it's just so weird like (laughs) yeah it feels too informal yeah but we we had to you're working
2: you're working with the situation working
0: right now but but actually you know before we even get into something else Mm
1: -hmm. we we
0: got some stuff planned out in terms of like Mm -hmm. returning to in person i'll let let you know i'll let you know off air see
2: i want to i want to come back in person this is this this is the part that gets me nervous but in person i'm like
0: it up. <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you this much the in-person might happen sooner than later Yeah, we're, we're we're planning stuff out planning stuff out but okay okay, okay. so i want to shift back to something that you had brought up that you know you i want you to tell this story right you're a nail oh, tech shit. and you went uh... to school so take me <laughs> through that journey because i think uh... a lot of people I think this year, a lot of people really started to start their own businesses, startups Mm -hmm. online, um, however, you know, online either or in person they started doing pop up shops and and all this crazy stuff. And I think because so much more people were spending time on the Internet, you were seeing a lot more of that. Like you were getting people were getting retweets like, hey, I just started this uh, baking thing. Retweet me, and help me out. You know, like especially on Twitter, you see that Mm -hmm. all the time. So you started your, your nail tech business, uh, girl. You lost it.
1: But I didn't. I, stop, you got to
0: brag chill, a little bit.
2: Stop. I, we talked about this.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Angie doesn't like, Angie doesn't like uh, being put on the spotlight. But, but I'm not know, lying. You did start it. So t- t- take, take me through that started journey. I
2: didn't start it during, I didn't start it like per se through the, like, cause of the pandemic. Cause if we go back, okay. Cause I was a peaceful teacher. PSA, um, I got my associates in that in child development. And I was sad. I was like, I've always loved working with children. They've always been a big part of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: then just like shady stuff happened at the school that I was at. So I pretty much that chapter had to close for a little while. Mm-hmm. And but it's funny because I remember there was a day where I was on the mound. We were like um, supervising and I was talking to my coworker. And nelson has always been like a hobby of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of just stopped for years, like literally, like like you said, cold turkey, like boom. And mm-hmm. um, luego, I told them, I was like, okay, I just got my associates, had just graduated. I was like, I have. Should I take a break and finish now school in four months? Segun before the whole pandemic, finish in four months, or should I just go straight to Cal State LA to get my bachelor's? And then, um, I guess that everything happened, and I was like. I'll take my little break and go to nail school, get it done. But I was supposed to finish in four months, and I finished in a year. So, Mm -hmm. I guess it was a little bit harder, just because I had to kind of, you know, must say,
0: you had to take that (sighs) extra, those extra, those extra months.
2: Well, yeah, because I had to like just kind of quit, not quit, but take a break from all of that Mm because we weren't in school in person that kind of like made me reflect and like is this something I want to do is it do I really want to stick with it and then I did I finished that Mm -hmm. um but now I'm I I had to tell myself because I was like being a little hard on myself I was like uh you know I had started the the whole business I never put out like anything saying like I'm taking clients here and there blah 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 it was more like working with friends Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um but now I really, really, really miss working with kids and I feel like I'm like teeter-tottering. So I'm like, I don't know what I want to do right now. It's so, like it's still a big big interest in mine. And then mm-hmm. I started the whole lashing thing. And so it's like I kind of right now I'm taking a little break just to kind of like get grounded and just be like, okay, don't be so hard on yourself. Because you from the beginning, I told myself I didn't know it was gonna be a side hustle, my main hustle, or just kind of discovering and maybe I don't like it at all. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I just wanted to be educated in it. Mm-hmm. Um so right now I'm in like in limbo, kind of trying to figure out if I do want to work with kids or if I do want to do the whole nail thing. I for sure want to do the lash thing. But right now it's just so hard with the pandemic. I feel like I mm-hmm. got anxious working with people because you, you know, like some people aren't too I shouldn't be hypocritical, but um aren't too responsible with the whole not going out with like groups and groups of people
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it kind of drew me away from it like i would get nervous like mm, i'm gonna see this mm-hmm. person tomorrow but i know what they were doing yesterday all right you know what i mean yeah so i just kind of like i feel like it was a good moment to kind of just like take yeah. a
0: breather and just
2: you know but
0: do you think yeah, it'll be easier for me not... to make a decision after like the pandemic is over
2: yeah yeah just because mm-hmm. I'm just like kind of taking this, I see it as a blessing for me. It's like a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. because I was talking to my um, classmate and she's like, you have to look at it this way. Like our parents and our grandparents and like generations before they didn't have the luxury of just relaxing and reflecting on what they want to do. They were always in work mode. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have to get it done. I have to provide, I have to provide, I have to provide. So I'm like, I felt guilty at first. I'm like, "Mm, I'm taking a break. That's, Like, you're not being as productive, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so I have to be like, stop feeling guilty about it. Like, what the hell? Like, I deserve it, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, I feel like it's going to help me make a better decision with a clear mind. Mm -hmm. And not just because it's pressured. Because for me, it's never been about the money. It's Mm -hmm. never been about the money. Ever since I was working with the kids, never. And so I just want to make sure that it's it's still like a really big passion of mine. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: So, so you're Jim in,
0: you're in I guess, yeah, we'll see what happens. But see, you're in an interesting spot because you are fully aware that a decision at some point has to be made, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But you're also aware of the fact that the right decision takes time. Yeah. You can't rush into a decision because, you know, at some point you kind of have to pick something to commit to and just kind yeah. of just keep going forward. Yeah. And I think a lot of people kind of go through that, um, go through that mental experience fresh out of high school when they go into college. Yeah. Where they don't they don't know what the fuck they want to do. And obviously, it's not the same for everybody. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people and i talked about this on the podcast with uh i forgot who but i, I talked about it recently that a lot mm-hmm. of people go to college right after high school they don't know what your last one do.
2: you were talking to um
0: ebby oh with Abby? uh yeah with ebby i think i also yeah. spoke with uh larry and beast about that too oh, it wow, came okay. up there too mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but
0: yeah we did yeah so you know a lot of people get out of high school and i'm not gonna say the whole thing again but you know yeah we're, we're we we we're in a rut it's okay don't to know not what's... know what yeah it's
1: exactly
2: okay to not exactly. Know, exactly it's okay right, to but... not
0: know and you don't have to go to college to mm-hmm. be like well i'm just gonna go to college in the meantime like okay sure whatever but me personally yeah. just go get a job think yeah. about what you really want to do if it's if it requires you to go to college then go to college it's fine college i think will, i went college to college. Will always be there
2: yeah i think i once I got those searches, I was like, okay, I'm in the clear. Just in case this whole nothing or whatever happens, it doesn't work out. I always have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like it's my safety net. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: No, that makes that makes like, total sense. I, I know a lot of people that do that. Like, um, for example, Leslie, she graduated from uc irvine with the political science degree but she works with cats go figure you could, know, not, not, could not be more opposite like <laughs> cannot be genius. more different
1: <laughs> leslie
0: finessed the system got a free uh degree and works with cats
1: yes, so, she, she figured it <laughs> out she,
0: she gained the system i couldn't I figure that you out so
1: much wake <laughs> her up <laughs>
0: check, check this out though check this out she said she would be down to do a trial run on the podcast
1: yes
0: so so yes, hopefully so I'm, soon I'm for that I'm, I'm gonna have that. to get her like a little a little intoxicated so she's loose, you know, to Lucy, be on the Lucy. podcast. Yeah, just so she you know you know how she is, she's very shy. She oh yeah, she, so when she gets takes a little sip, she gets a little bit more like
2: okay, I've so never jumped you know, with Leslie. We haven't no, I've never jumped no. with Leslie. <laughs> she's, oh. It's just, on my bucket list.
0: <laughs> you actually she she surprises me sometimes. Because she is kind of, she's more of a social drinker, Mm -hmm. but she's not like, se pasa de verga. Yeah.
2: Like, she'll take,
0: she'll take like. She's not
2: like blackout, Leslie.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. She'll drink like one beer and then she'll be like, I'm good. And then that's it. And so it's cool, you know, it's fine. Even here at the house, like we had some beers from, I think we went to Joshua Tree. I don't know how long ago. Mm -hmm. And they were just sitting there and she looked at it. She's like, I'm going to drink this today. I was like, "Cool, all right, fuck it." So she drank yeah. it, and and that was it. And so she's, you know, she's, she has
2: a healthy relationship with alcohol.
0: <laughs> she's, she's very balanced with alcohol. So
2: yeah,
0: I'm personally very grateful for that. But um, so so okay, so let's get. I wanna I wanna tap into, um, children, because you you said that you got your associates right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what was the associate uh, degree in? In child development,
2: this I think yeah, child development and social sciences.
1: Mm-hmm. something like that okay Yes. Yeah.
0: now I, I want i want to connect that to you know you being hispanic and latina latina you being Latina. get it right i'm just
2: kidding
0: <laughs> i apologize we don't
2: represent spain over
0: here <laughs> <laughs> fuck the spanish fuck those fucking just
2: keep the doors whatever yeah whenever i hear hispanic
0: latino <laughs> so raza we'll just say raza is that is that La good? Raza.
1: Yeah, la no raza. Better.
0: Okay. So you are <laughs> de la raza and you obviously know how a lot of traditional Latino raza mentality is. It's very <laughs> um you know, demoralizing. It's very hard. It
2: depends, but yes.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I think for the most part I I would say in my my yeah. my personal opinion, for the most mm-hmm. part um a Do lot you think of traditional from experience
2: Latinos or
0: um, so just because like- I've seen it, I've seen it in action with like cousins and friends and family mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay,
1: so sorry, let me let
2: me let you keep explaining. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: so, somewhat with myself, but just overall, I've seen a trend, and I've heard mm-hmm. stories from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other friends that like, oh, okay, there are certain there are certain things that similarities that line up between the yeah. entire you know before, like all Latinos and stuff. Um, so you you worked with kids, obviously looking back now you know you know about the hispan the sorry the latino culture <laughs> and you also you've studied child development looking back now how how um destructive
1: oh, are some oh. of
0: those are some of those mentalities and traits for from traditional latinos
2: it's just i feel like it's sad the first thing that comes to mind you know is the whole like the capital punishment like the whole like hitting your child and stuff like that I feel like that's just so unnecessary and I feel like it's something that's passed down from tradition to like from uh, generation to generation mm-hmm. it's like you said it's very demoralizing it affects not only your relationship with your parents but also their relationship with their children and here's mm-hmm. the thing though you can either go both ways. You can either experience something like that and be like, that's not what I want to do or not what I want to be. Or I'm gonna keep doing it because it worked, because I'm fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, bro, are you fine? Like there's there's a lot of just telltelling signs where it's like you're not okay. Like there's like like you said, communication is one thing. Um like basically what you're teaching your child with that is just
1: it's
2: you're not letting them voice their opinion. You're not letting them have their own sense, self-identity. You're not mm-hmm. letting them become aware of who they really are because you're just kind of like shutting it down and shutting it down. Mm-hmm. And not only with that, but the whole, I'm just going to get it off my chest. The whole like, don't cry, don't cry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's so sad when I see something like that, especially with the boys, because mm-hmm. then they, those boys grow up to be men that you know hold it all in and then those men grow to be older men that you know die because of heart issues because it's you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it's just so sad because I feel like a lot of it you can prevent it Mm -hmm. and that's why I always say if you're going to be a parent I feel like no matter who you are if you want to have kids or not you should take a child development class at least the first one at least one you know like a parenting class because then you'll see what not to do and why not to do it and it's mm-hmm. just
1: this is so
2: like it could all be prevented
0: <laughs> yeah it's better to be proactive as opposed to reactive yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: what else did you have in mind? like what what do you think is kind of something that
0: um in the what, latin do you mean? Culture? what do you mean
2: because you said like in the in the latin culture mm-hmm. okay
0: okay so, so one of the things is actually that, you know, holding in your feelings, um, not being able to express yourself. And also, one of the other things is, like, not being able to question your parents. And them just telling you, like, you're going to do this because I told you so. And the, and like and I feel like, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, you kind of have to do it because they're your parents. They probably know better. But I don't think that children i've noticed that like children get punished for questioning their parents and not in like a disrespectful way just in like And it's kind of
2: like i'm better like i know better than
1: you
0: yeah and it's like of
2: course yeah and sometimes that's the thing like i feel like you're killing the child's curiosity with that Mm
1: -hmm. like
2: it's like um if you're like you have your kid outside and they're like jumping up and down or whatever you're like no 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 stop and it's like why why are Why, what gay, what harm am I doing from it? Like, it's just because it's t- being a disturbance to you, but it's like I said, you not just I don't know, I don't know. Um, but let me saying. just go back because I because I want to remember something before because yeah, you said, um, because then people grow up to like not be able to communicate things, like, and, I like comes, uh-huh, so, and I feel like that comes, uh huh. I feel like there's through it? three different parenting styles so there's like authoritative authoritarian which is the more like no 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 like just do it do it my way or the highway and authoritative is where you give the child options where you know it's like if if you're living in my house um well you can brush your teeth before you go to bed um before you go to bed like five minutes before you go to bed or you can go 30 minutes when i want you to do it like you 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 give them options, but it still gets them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's one where it's just very avoidant, where they're just, they're not even in the child's life. So mm-hmm. I feel like all of that leads to your attachment style. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, someone that wouldn't be able to communicate or, like, express their emotions, like you said, would be more, like, fearful avoidant, um, where they mm-hmm. just avoid avoid the feelings that they're feeling. Mm -hmm. and because they're afraid of of someone either not agreeing with them or just not liking the outcome of what them expressing themselves is going to be so Mm -hmm. instead of speaking up they just avoid it in full Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and if you like you said if you if you grow up where your parent gave you options to to speak your mind and be like, I don't want to do this because this and this, mm-hmm. then when you grow up, you'll be able to, you know, just relay it to your partner, relay it to mm-hmm. your friends and stuff like that, or your parents themselves.
0: It's funny you bring that up. Um, I, A while ago, I was listening to this audiobook. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it talks about is the, like the similarities between, uh, and this is true between adults, like teenagers and kids is, The power of choice is when you give somebody Mm -hmm. um, a choice or an option, they're more likely to, you know, you can kind of sway them to go Mm -hmm. to do what you want in a sense, quote unquote. But like if I tell somebody, hey,
2: oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, this is a
2: big parenting trick. There's a big parenting trick. Yeah, where it's like, so talk about Talk about that. Okay, so it's like at the end of the day, I want you to drink water. You can drink water in this blue cup. Or in the cup that you want. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, you're gonna do what I want you to do. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, power of choice. But at the end of the day, it's really my choice. Is that what right. you're Kind
1: of. Referring that's to? exactly
0: what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I feel like, and that's almost. Um,
1: I forgot. Tip, I forgot tip. what the
0: name. And th- and by the way, if you if anybody is not writing this down, rewind like five minutes, <laughs> write this down because this is valuable stuff. Okay, you're getting this from. A college-educated person.
1: Chill, okay? so, <laughs>
0: damn. so, But yeah, so the, in the book, they're explaining that, you know, with your superiors or whatever, the right way to lead is not to force people to do what you want. It's to present to them an opportunity to choose mm-hmm. what they want to do. Ultimately, one of those choices, like, yeah. still leads to what they want to get accomplished. But yeah. because they're presenting you the option to choose... You feel like you're in control of the outcome. One of the examples that they gave was when we're sitting in LA traffic, right? Mm -hmm. We're sitting on the 101, the 405, whatever, and it's fucking packed to the rim. And you're like, "Shit, I gotta get out! Like, I gotta get out of here." Most likely, if you get out of the freeway and you take the streets, you might get home a minute faster. Yeah, one minute. (laughs) And it might actually take you <laughs> like you might actually you might actually have to drive like two miles no. extra just to yeah. get to the just to get to your home. But to but you, you're
2: avoiding that, yeah.
0: Exactly. You feel that you're empowered. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm not choosing. Yeah, that's I'm not gonna mean, be a <laughs> slave to this traffic. I'm gonna fight for my I have <laughs> the freedom to exit this damn freeway and get to the house on my terms and I that's to what drive people want and
2: then we just exactly
0: <laughs> exactly and that in the book that's what they say people love is they like to yeah. feel like they're in control so with okay, kids it's the same thing like how you just yeah. explained like ultimately yeah you're gonna get to the same destination and adults but... are
2: like kids too so it's
0: like oh yeah definitely. Day, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So, so like the 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 choose your own cup thing it's like, mm-hmm. well, ultimately, you're gonna drink what's in that cup. Yeah. yeah. But you get to decide what that yeah. cup looks like, and that create like gives kids like the oh, like it makes yeah. them feel like like responsible. Like I
2: have input.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I have input.
2: Like they're respected. Like they're respected mm-hmm. because at least they, like I said, they have a choice. It's yeah. not just being told you know what to do.
0: And and one yeah. of those things actually backfired with with my family, because my dad. For those of you that know my dad um he put my older sister me my mom and my younger brother in soccer whether we wanted to (laughs) or not right This is you're gonna do it well my mom was different you guys didn't have a choice no no really we didn't have a choice i was i was luckily i was the one who like ended up actually enjoying it um but my sister no my brother definitely my brother actually was very was really good but he just kind of did it to appease my dad and then mm. at some point you know Etzu what would just happen
2: got, if you guys decided to just not do
0: it we just actually well <laughs> i can't answer that because we never didn't do it we always did it. yeah so i didn't actually That's quit wild. playing i didn't actually quit playing until i was like 23 and mm. when i told my dad he was like he he looked at me funny he looked at me sideways like are you stupid
1: how dare you but then,
0: <laughs> yeah but then i told him like dad like i just don't want to play and he's like At that point, he's like, okay, whatever. But with Edson, he forced him, and Edson was never really into it. Like, he developed a skill because obviously he was forced to play. Yeah. But I feel like I would be against it. it.
2: I would just be like, if i really 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 did not want to do it i would kind of like rebel and just like suck at it and like do you really want me on the
1: team <laughs> you know what i mean you
0: would just I let, let every that player that. just go past you and score <laughs> <laughs> really that you're not going to take me off the field we're losing 20 to 0 <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened with edson like he nah, started to, he's, he started to rebel and he would like take forever to get out of bed in the morning he would forget yeah. his like his shoes or his socks on that purpose on purpose yeah. i'm assuming yeah like and so eventually my dad was like you know what fuck it he gave up but it's just that thing it's like you're not giving this kid a choice you know like i think edson confessed to me a while ago like he actually wanted to play basketball but my dad was like no you're gonna play soccer because you just have to do it and so you know it could have been one of those things where edson actually like you know learned to play ball and like you never know you should have could have would have so you know even those things those things like carry into adults which is why i was trying to make that connection between adults needing that you know those options the same way kids do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know so it's just it's interesting to see that dynamic with kids yeah how may i
2: may ask how do you think that affected your relationship with your dad because you felt like i mean was it just a soccer thing or was it like with other things in
0: general it was with soccer i think with both of my and even my mom backed backed up my dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: um the other thing too where i kind of didn't have a choice was college because my sister mm-hmm. had been pretty much forced to go to college um i was the first one though to drop out so that one that was I, I took the brunt of that one <laughs> you know so i i led um i was uh had it groundbreaker for Edson yeah trailblazer (laughs) for Edson so that way he didn't have to feel pressured about college
2: he's like thank you Heather exactly um how did that go when when you decided to drop out
0: uh it was because I I mean the
2: music thing it wasn't instant like right because you have been successful with it yeah it was like it wasn't instant so like how long did it take for them to be like "Mm, you know
0: so my mom didn't talk to me for a week when I told her mm. that I wasn't going to uh, continue with college. My dad actually was very supportive, uh, which I was actually mm. shocked because. Yeah. Because of how he was with the whole soccer thing. So yeah. I was expecting him to be like disappointed, but he's just like, okay, well, mijo, if that's what you want to do, then, you know, you have he's my a too. <laughs> he, yeah, He's a sweetheart, yeah. He's a softie. He really is. Yeah, he likes to act yeah. tough and like, yeah. but he, he's a softie for sure. So so that was tough because like I said I was the first one that was dispelling that whole college mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So like I said my mom was upset and um it was hard. Are you are you're your,
2: you're your um your mom's oldest child, right? Yeah. I'm
0: because, her I'm because, her first. Yeah,
2: her first, yeah. yeah. So maybe you think maybe that's why it kind it kind of hit her harder because your dad was like not that you know she, um, your sister is and like a daughter to her, but mm-hmm. to him, it's like, well, at least one of my my kids. Yeah, has, you know what I mean. Do you think I that think kind so? Of played a part
0: in I, it. I I think that definitely played a part in it. I think it was also one of those things where she started. Maybe she started to realize, like, wow, I don't have control over this kid anymore. Like, he's not a kid mm-hmm. anymore. I can't tell mm-hmm. him to do what I want him to do. And at yeah. that age, at that point, I was like twenty three, maybe something like that i was close to graduating actually i had like really a year, i was yeah i was like a year and a really? half away and i was like no fuck it i don't i don't want to go anymore and so i think that i think you, that might be the other thing that pissed her off i want to i, I want to so pick close.
2: your brain i want to pick your brain how did you go ahead okay how long did it take you to make that decision to be like fuck yeah like i'm gonna do it
0: uh it took me a couple of months because mm. I still had that fear of like I was so scared of what my parents were gonna say. Were they gonna kick me out of the house? Were they gonna disown mm. me? Like those are legitimate fears that I had because yeah. they never like gave me an option, you know. Mm-hmm. So I felt because like I of was your always past. stuck. Because, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I always felt like I was stuck. It's like, no, you have to, Heldon, you have to finish college. You, did or, it, you, did. you know, so <laughs> so I <laughs> so, so I broke I broke that and so it, but it was hard because like i said i didn't i didn't think that i had a choice until i got to that age where i was like no i don't want to do this anymore like and it's i don't care that my parents are going to be upset like is it going to be hard yeah but at the end of the day it's me i'm the one that gets to decide for myself yeah so for me it was hard with
2: the consequences
0: oh yeah and i, I dealt yeah. with
2: the consequences
0: and and, and, and so the like
2: rewards they, the rewards and the consequences
0: that is true that is true but yeah for me it was it was difficult um and then for edson it was obviously a lot easier because he was a baby you know he Mm -hmm. he had like seen firsthand experience of what my sister went my sister had it the hardest i had it Mm -hmm. like okay i wasn't too bad because like i said i didn't give my parents any headaches edson Mm -hmm. was a fucking he was a little troublemaker for sure so he's the
2: youngest He's the youngest.
0: He's the youngest. We have that
2: in common.
0: Oh my god, Son tremendos dog! I was like,
2: Fuck, "How are you getting away
0: with this shit, bro?" We're spoiled
2: troublemakers. Oh
0: my god! Well, I was so, <laughs> so, so yeah, for me that that like that um that self realization of wow I have an option I can actually choose that for me didn't come until I was way older, like
1: mm-hmm. not even
0: fresh out of high school. And some people don't have that realization fresh out of high school. They don't realize like wait a minute, I can choose what I want to do. I don't have to do what my parents want me to do. So I think yeah. that's important for people to realize. And I don't know, some people listening, maybe some of them are 28, maybe some of them are 30.
2: Maybe this is your sign.
0: <laughs> this is your sign. Maybe you still haven't realized that. Drop I out. No, fuck- I'm just
1: kidding. I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck it. You know, pay those student loans later. They'll, they'll <laughs> fucking come for anybody. They'll come for your parents for that shit anyway. You don't have to pay that shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. That's fucked up.
2: <laughs> no, you but, know, just, yeah, but like if, if you have yeah, a dream, you
0: know it's it's um it's definitely tricky. Like you know, breaking being the first to do something. Yeah. I forgot who said this. I think it was um I think it was Chris Rock who said this. He's like like being the first anything is never good because you're always gonna be it's always gonna be the hardest for you. And he was talking yeah. about how like Obama is gonna have it the hardest because he was the first black person. And he's like, you should never you should never be the first anything because you always have it the hardest. You're always criticized the hardest because you're you're the one setting the bar, you're the one setting the standard for everybody else that comes after that's you. True. So you're under like a lot of pressure to like excel to the highest degree. And but you might also like,
2: be inspiring the rest. You know, that is
0: true. Like so that that's one thing that I think, you know, I don't think any president is perfect um obviously like and <laughs> we're gonna get like slightly political um yeah. but but not too much not too let much. me
2: hold on let me let me throw my party out because
0: <laughs> throw it out please no nah, no nah, you, you can curse i don't give a fuck but so you know i feel like <clears throat> obama being the first black president i i would be lying if i said that wasn't what convinced me to vote for him um mm. looking back obviously i don't think
2: he... wait so you would have voted republican or you would oh, no, have no 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 for another party
0: i would have okay, maybe because... con- i would have maybe considered yeah. like maybe holding out but i think because oh, okay. because of because like not
2: voting like not voting
0: yeah maybe i would have been like eh. mm, if i had known that obama was going to be like kind of a disappointment um obviously like let's but not like get obama. it twisted like oh but like obama regard <laughs> regardless Wait, is of is it- <laughs> oh yeah no trust me i got that i got that one <laughs> i heard it right here like sorry, sorry. like ahead. regardless of his policies and like all the shit that he he ultimately did because he did you know he continued on what a lot of presidents mm-hmm. do war bomb the shit out Except of places he was, like, yeah yeah Except he was Black, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think the fact, like, putting that aside, um, I think him being the first Black president um, was important. It was important because it did open up doors and it did kind of affirm a lot of Black, any, all Black people to be like, damn.
2: People of color in general. People
0: of color in general, they're mm-hmm. like, damn. I could end up in the fucking White House. If motherfucking yeah. Barack Hussein Obama could end up in the White House, I could probably do something. And maybe not even at the presidential level, maybe at your the local level, like, hey, if he can't yeah. be president, AOC. why can't I be mayor, you know, or yeah. governor or shit like that. So I think that in general, we kind of have to, you know, tip your hat slightly, you know, but I think all US presidents at the end of the day, you know, like money and politics and you know, we, we won't get too into that, but money controls yeah, everything in politics and everybody is bought and paid for.
2: Yep, exactly, exactly. It's like they just find a new puppet. You know what I mean?
0: Pretty much. It's and only- in
2: the in the White House, I feel like you said on the local level, there's definitely people making big moves right now. And shout out to them,
0: especially people of color.
2: Um, but and like I think that's one at the of the people day, that
0: that's one of the things that people should focus on. Is like, don't worry so much about stuff that happens okay. on the federal level. Yeah, but worry about what you can do in your community now. Like, yeah. I know people who are not even—they're not running for for office for mayor—and they're doing better things for them for their communities than these fucking politicians are. Like, mm-hmm. I hate—I hate going on the internet and seeing like, you know, an article reports that LeBron James. Like like the school that he opened up, right, mm-hmm. for for kids, um, and people are like, oh, he why why doesn't he just stick to sports? Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't come to watch sports to hear about his like politics and about Black Lives Matter. And it's like, but you know what? He has a a billion times more of a positive effect on his community, the people that he lives around, than what these politicians fucking do. Yeah, so that's why he's using why, to his me,
2: voice and his power.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I forgot who said um for those of you who follow soccer oh. uh this this dude named Slatan, right? He played for the LA Galaxy and he recently commented on LeBron James and he's like, you know, I don't like that he um that he talks about politics. You know, I think he should just stick to, to sports. I think he should just stick to what he's good at because politics are are very divisive. And to me, I it's was like, like and Slatan is European he's white Mm. so i'm like okay well you're coming at it with a uh, like a white perspective yeah you know no
2: i want to he's he's projecting because it's like is that how you feel about yourself because you say he's a soccer player right yeah yeah yeah. so it's like do you feel that you as a soccer player have no input or say in what should go on in your life Mm -hmm. like just because that's what you're dealing with doesn't mean that it's what other people that's so dumb okay sorry continue yeah
0: no 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 but but you're absolutely right (laughs) no and that and I, I agree with um, like people calling out Slatan for that because mm-hmm. it's very like it's very um, ignorant to say something like that yeah. because you know are are you he's from Sweden. Are you doing stuff mm-hmm. for Sweden? Are you helping out the people yeah. who need help? Are you going out into poor neighborhoods and donating money? He might be. Yeah. I don't know, but if you are, why are you judging and talking down to yeah. somebody else who's doing the same thing? You know, so to me, I honestly feel like some people are better off staying away from politics because there's politics and politics. There's there's all these fucking games that you have to play once you're in the political system. But if you're an athlete, if you're an artist, you have so much more freedom that you can do with your money. You can help whoever you want to help and you don't have to run it by anybody. And you have a much more immediate impact. Then, like, I think I was reading this article. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. I didn't read the article. I saw a headline. (laughs) Could be misleading. But it was about Steph Curry and his wife, um, Aisha Curry, who had Mm -hmm. Oakland. They had raised like $20 million for restaurant workers. Mm -hmm. And he paid for like 400 uh, restaurant workers to have their full salaries. I don't know if it was since the pandemic or sometime in between. But to me. Shout out to them. Shout out to them that has a billion times more of a positive impact than if he were to try to run for mayor or governor and try to get that passed through legislation. It's just, it's just too, it's it's David and Goliath. And it's just, you're better off staying away from politics.
2: Yeah. Like he's trying to help the community before he tries to help the world.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's what, and that goes back to one of the things that's like, I like to try to control the things that are in my immediate control. Um, It's fucked up, you know. I I don't have a very like globalist mindset where I want to help the entire world. It'd be great if Mm -hmm. I had the money, I'd give that Mm -hmm. shit away and world hunger and and Mm -hmm. and homelessness. But that's not Mm -hmm. my reality. My reality is that I am one person for now. Don't limit
2: yourself. Don't limit yourself. (laughs) I am
0: one person that lives in Los Angeles that has a modest income, and I only have so much. (laughs) for now don't limit yourself
1: <laughs> and i
0: only have some so many resources both you know emotionally and financially to help the people mm-hmm. to, to help people so i can mm-hmm. only help those that are in my immediate control yeah. anybody else that's outside of that i can't i can't do all of that and i think mm-hmm. people should try not to spread themselves too thin because by the end of it you end up helping nobody yeah you know so and sometimes uh, it just even starts by like
2: no you do you do yeah sometimes it even starts by like let's say you can if you're like not in the position to help others at all like even those around you mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back because it's something that like just always irks me but like when people use the N word for example
1: mm-hmm.
2: like some like that's something where you can switch something in yourself even yeah. though you're not like donating to this or that or you're not helping organize blah 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 or whatever yeah. but you can make that small difference because you never know how you saying that word can affect someone you know and i'm yeah. like a big big that's like a big thing for me like when i see people that i've had people delete me so many times just because like i either they say something on their story and i'm like but are you black or are you you know <laughs> like, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then later and then later on i realized i was like oh i don't have an answer anywhere but i'm like i'd rather not have them there yeah but i just wanted to put that out there this no, is yeah. your this is your your message to, to those people out there that if you're saying the n-word and you have no right saying it don't say it
0: <laughs> yeah no definitely of course um yeah but i mean like i said i think people are better off just you know trying to do what they can locally because that has the most immediate effect you know if i try to throw um if i try to mail something To my parents that live like 15 miles away, that mail is going to get a lot is going to get there a lot faster than if I tried to mail something to somebody in Africa. You know, that's not to say don't do it, but, you know, realize that your resources, your limit, if you have limited resources, try to have them be locally. And sometimes it's not even financially like donate your time. You know, like one of the things that I fucking hate about L.A. now is how bad the homeless problem has gotten it's, it is the fucking this is the most depressing thing, like over the course of my adult life, it's gotten so fucking bad.
1: It's
2: so sad. It's it's really sad to see. Can I just give know, a quick shout out to someone?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go
1: ahead.
2: I don't know if you know her, um Carmina. Carmina. She went to Marshall. Like we're not friends, and friends like that. But um she's like she. I think she. I don't know exactly where she works, but I know she organizes. Um, kind of like resources for for example she was like helping um organize funds to come in to donate to the mariachi right here in east la mm-hmm. um because you know obviously the pandemic hit and they weren't able to work and i know that she's like i've seen her work through so many things like that's that's someone that went to our high our local high school mm-hmm. and she's doing like you said the part that she can play in her community she's like yeah. organizing with that she's organizing with the whole. Um, the rent rent control and all of that and Mm. it's just like i just want to give a quick shout out to her because dude that is a tough job that is like my respect to people that do that because that's you get to see you get if you're like if you're there seeing the people that are being impacted like that's they're there on the front line just like the medical workers right now like she's there on the front line like kind of seeing it happen i'm like shout out to people that do that because yeah I, i don't know if i have it in me but yeah,
0: sorry. Yeah, neither do I. That's and that stuff is hard because it just takes a lot of emotional, emotional yes. energy out of you. You know, like yeah. I and I I always tell my and I need to be better about this, hold myself more accountable. But I I need to in this year start to donate more of my time to you know helping homeless people, just volunteering, just time, just even an hour a week working at a food bank, something that yeah. makes a difference. Um. You know, and obviously, like we all should strive for that because yeah. these are the people that live here. You know, like they might not have a home, but they still live here. You know, even if they're sleeping on the sidewalk or in a park, it's still in your immediate area, it's in your vicinity yeah. to an extent. They are your neighbors. They're just neighbors that don't have yeah. a home.
2: Always carry cash. Always carry cash. Always carry you cash. Never know, like... Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: you never know. You never know. Somebody so, might yeah. need it. Um, well, I think. We've covered a lot today.
2: Um we didn't even do the soulmate thing.
0: Oh shit. Oh, put and
1: Next uh, time. Yeah, like, okay.
0: Maybe next time <laughs> if we have a, if we if we can get you in person, we could talk yeah. about it there. And um uh I actually recruited some people to be co-hosts on the podcast Ooh. to help
1: me. Cool. I'm, not I'm not gonna Come say. On. Come on. One
0: of them is Ernie. So Ernie uh, is gonna
1: be. Ernie, Ernie is gonna Ernie. be. Uh, gonna
0: be uh, more, we're gonna try to have him be more of like a permanent co-host. Just because I like doing, I love doing the podcast. I hate doing it alone. It's just weird. Yeah. Like I'm just so used to having somebody next to me that like can bounce bounce ideas off of.
2: Can I volunteer mm-hmm. as tribute for this month? <laughs> this month I'm very, I'm very, very available. This
0: month you're very I'm available. taking a
2: little break. Yeah.
0: If we, if we can get, because you know what. Mm-hmm.
2: it's it's like sometimes when i'm when i'm listening to the podcast i'm like man if i was there like i would like I, sometimes I'm, i want to be in the comment section like no but this and that or yeah i agree with this and that but it's like <laughs> it's not the same as like being there
0: yeah you know what if we if, and i'll talk to you off air about this but mm-hmm. if we can get something going then we can throw you in the rotation girl we'll put you in <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get you off the bench and we'll have you be a starter
2: two firesides in the virgo
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the other thing I like to talk about is the whole astrology <laughs> thing because I'm the complete yes. opposite. But that'll oh. be a different discussion for a different day,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, okay. um, but anyway, Angie, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time out of your yeah. day. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, hopefully, when this panorama is over, we can get Ooh. we can hang out again and catch up and all that. And I want to have you guys over to the house, like, I want to have you, Alan, yes. Jessica. Gabby Carlos, I want to have all of you guys over to the house um and have like an actual housewarming, housewarming. party thing like yeah, you yeah. know like like we <laughs> like we deserve like
2: Ooh. normal people would do. <laughs> yes,
0: like normal people in in normal times, <laughs> but um but you know we are hopefully you know as time goes by the this pandemic yeah. thing will be a thing of the past, but again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank be safe you. out there. Um for those of you who you have listened to the podcast for a while angie has been a big fan i would say after alexito <laughs> she has been the second biggest fan um she's always messaging always you know engaging with us so and obviously she's a great friend of mine you know i love her i've, been, I've known her for such a long time and um yeah we're just she's a great friend great person if you know her obviously and uh, if you have a bottle of vodka or Hennessy, share it with Andrew.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's how you know you you don't drink or you don't drink with me, I don't.
0: I don't. I'm not. I'm just. I was trying to be hip. Tequila, I was trying send to me be tequila, cool. or
2: champagne.
0: <laughs> well, you say I'm tequila.
2: Tequila.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Or See. Well, you. I, I don't try to front like that drink. It's just. <laughs> yeah, it's for the kids. The I do it for the kids. Tommy
2: said vodka. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh well all right, but so- um but all right that's gonna be it for today's episode thank you guys for listening once again my name is Usika. that is our great guest angie hope you guys have a good night stay safe we'll see you guys next time peace
2: Bye.